Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. Hello, wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this, we are starting 2 Corinthians chapter 8 today, verse 1. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it out of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. So we have urged Titus who encouraged your giving in the first place to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Paul gives a little bit of a report from his experience in Macedonia. This is a part of the troubles that Paul had mentioned before in this letter, as we already looked at. And again, wanting to point us to the end of the book of Philippians, where we see some of the experience and some of the troubles that Paul and his companions were undergoing as they were in this part of the world. The churches here are doing well despite troubles. This is the report and summation of what Paul has been saying has been happening in Macedonia. I want you to notice here that as Paul describes what's going on in these churches, their troubles are distinct from them being poor. And I think this is, again, just the contrast between himself and the ministry that they are doing with the false teachers that are in place and trying to persuade the Corinthians to sway away from the gospel. As the false teachers are looking for reimbursement for their preaching, they would have seen that the Macedonians' chief problem was their lack of finances. And the lack of finances would have caused them to move along to other churches that had more financial means to support them in their ministry. Paul and his companions, despite the lack of funds, are there to preach the gospel, and that is what they are doing. Despite all of the troubles and all of the lack of finances, they are here because of their love for Jesus. Paul talks about them being filled with joy. And I know we've looked at and mentioned the book of Philippians before in regards to the church's troubles that are taking place in Macedonia. But you'll see this again as a theme as we look at the book of Philippians. And I want to point us to that because that is a church in this region of the world. This is a church that is in Macedonia. This is a church that is contributing to this gift going to Jerusalem. And I want to point out here that as Paul describes the many troubles and the many different hardships that they have undergone while they are in Macedonia, he points out that these believers are filled with joy. Joy is not the same thing as being happy. And I want to make that really clear. Joy is a deeper and much more meaningful attitude that Christians have. Compare that to happiness, which is an emotion that is rather fleeting 
and rather uncontrollable and somewhat unpredictable. People will try to do all sorts of things to make themselves happy, but it is incredibly difficult to make yourself be joyful. Why? Well, because true joy comes from God. Joy comes from being content with where you're at and being hopeful for what is to come. And as the people of God, we find contentment because we know that God is going to provide us with what we need when we need it. And we are hopeful because of the promise of eternal life that we have in his son. In their joy, these churches from Macedonia have heard about a need that is taking place in Jerusalem, and they have given generously. And they have persuaded Paul and his companions to allow them the opportunity to take part in this gift. Why? Because they saw a need with other believers, and they want to help take part in it, in relieving that need, despite their troubles, despite the persecution they are going through, despite the fact that they do not have money to give, this is an incredible gesture on their part. It's a huge hint here as well as we look at these verses on who probably delivered this letter back to the Corinthians. It's Titus, okay? It's just so we can take a look at verse 6. We've urged Titus, and it's very likely that Titus would have been the guy who delivered this letter to the Corinthians. He had such a good experience with them the last time that he was there that he was eager to be sent back. And this is not just to deliver the letter, but to help organize the Corinthians in contributing a financial gift as well to what is being gathered from Macedonia. The Corinthians don't owe Jerusalem anything. They are under no obligation to give to these believers, but Paul knows them well enough to know that they would likely want to give as well. As Titus has probably mentioned, this gift and this collection of finances has started. And Paul is saying, on our way through, we're going to pick up whatever amount that you have gathered. So I'm going to allow Titus the opportunity to help you organize and to finalize the collection of this gift as we start heading back towards Jerusalem. All of this coming not out of an obligation, not out of a sign of how much you love God, but out of the joy that is in your heart to see the needs of people around you and to help meet those needs as the people of God. All of that pointing us back to the impact that joy has in the lives of believers, which leads us to the takeaway question today. What impact does joy have in your life? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.